There's only one way to get it started. Welcome to The Bunt, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding, Vans, baby. Vans! I need Vans! Vans! I need Vans! Yeah! And this week, we're talking about Daniel Lutheran's brand new signature colorway on the Vans Old School Pro. Drawing inspiration from his vibrant nature, the Dan Lu endorsed Old School Pro is designed with the Fresh Harbor gray canvas and suede uppers, complemented by a pearl pink tone side stripe. This modern day Pro Classic is engineered with Vans trustworthy Ultra Cush HD sock liners, Vans original waffle outsole gum rubber compound, and Duracap reinforced uppers to support and endure Daniel's unhinged skate style. Dan Lu's custom Old School Pro reflects his contagious spirit and energetic skateboarding style and is available now anywhere you can buy Vans. And you know me and Daniel skate about exactly the same, similar to the Ghost and Chima. So I'm definitely going to be copying his steez, just like all of y'all should, and be rocking Dan Lu's custom Old School Pro throughout the holiday season. Yo, these Dan Lutherans looking fly as hell. Yo, Vans. Send your boy a box, you dig? I'm trying to look sexy in these winter streets. Vans, off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with Safer and Donovan. Ja, <laughs> Derek Carr to Michael Crabtree E. I need three TDs. I need three TDs. <laughs> Yo, what's, what's happening, y'all? I'm staring at a huge loss unless I get three TDs from Crabtree and Derek Carr. I'm the ghost. You already know what it is. I got D Jones with me. We got Ants one behind the scenes. Hey, yo, say, you got to cut it with this football talk right off the bat, eh? We might as well call this podcast The Punt. We for the people, eh? You got to be for the people. It's a cool thing. In case the people haven't noticed, every time Safer opens up an episode now, it's something to do with his fantasy football team. And, uh, and the intros are getting worse and worse, man. You should have stuck <laughs> with calling out Dave Delfino. But... The show goes on. It's a blessed week inside Studio E. We got the man Dick Rizzo in the building stopping by for an interview. Then it's on to the post office answering everyone's questions. And then it's on to the rundown where we talk in the NFL, our favorite, the NBA, and a little bit of footy chat, man. No voice notes from Ludovic. That means it's going to be another good week. Hell yeah. Footy chat. As always, don't forget to holler at your boys on Instagram at the Bunt Live. On Facebook at The Bunt, and you know what it is. Send them emails to thebuntlive at gmail.com or hop over to thebuntlive.com and drop a comment, cop a tea. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? Yeah, don't be scared of the web shop. It don't bite, baby. <laughs> Teas are cheap. Haul at the boys. Man, so we got Dick Rizzo in the building. We shared a pretty cool memory with him this past summer. A little bowling night, courtesy of Dime. Got to hop in the limo with... Dick Rizzo, DGK Wade, The Ghost, Shoops, <laughs> Unlimited Legends. It was a sick night. And you know, it was only a matter of time before we had him on the show. Real shit, blood. You already know Dick Rizzo's doing his thing in the mean streets for Huff, Quasi, holding it down. Young New York boss, you feel me? It's dope to get him on the show. 
Let's get into it, blood. Oh, one, one thing before we get into the interview, a tradition around here in Studio E. It's time to pop open that fridge, see those gleaming green cans, start working on our buzz with one of the steam whistles, baby. Canada's premium Pilsner, you dig? The ghost been off the beers for, for a little while. Now he's back on. The buzz is coming quick. Only takes a couple, eh? I might need a couple extra this week to wash away the sorrows of getting slapped by Simon's bitch ass. Steam whistle, the only buzz. Y'all, we got Rizzo in the building right now. What's up, player? What's good, G? <laughs> Just chilling, man. So we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skateboard moment and favorite sports moment. Uh, fucking like, I guess like Super Bowl, like fucking 03 or some shit. Whenever Justin Timberlake ripped that chick's top off, that was pretty dope. <laughs> I don't really fuck with sports. That shit was wild. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking, that shit was pretty sick. I was pretty young and that, that definitely hit pretty hard. Yeah, fucking uh, skate moment. Probably like traveling to like going to Japan, like getting like culture shock for the first time, and that being like through skateboarding was that was pretty heavy. Yeah, how gnarly was that, man? Was that a huff tour? Uh, yeah, that was for a huff trip. That shit was uh pretty cool. Yeah, I bet I never been I never been out there, safe either. So, gotta experience that one time, man. Twenty twenty Olympics, we crazy. coming. <laughs> Perfect time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tokyo, 2020. <laughs> you going? Uh, I don't know, man. Fuck. <laughs> the States team is going to be pretty stacked, but I can see you on there. Shit. Probably not. <laughs> Definitely not. Not for the States. The uh, the ghost is still hoping to get his spot on Team Canada, man. <laughs> you know it. Oh, word? <laughs> <laughs> Coming real soon still. So, yo, tell us about growing up in New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? With the... Uh, Mike, the situations of the world. Uh, how'd you get oh, into skating? Jersey is uh, Jersey's home, boy. <laughs> uh, fucking yeah, I like uh, grew up in uh, Mawa, which is like northern Jersey, like forty minutes from the city, and uh, grew up skating at this indoor park called uh, Drop In, which was kind of like the closest indoor park to New York. So that was a good uh, good window there. To like see everything, see like mad skaters, sick ass shit. Is Brian Wenning a fucking legend to th- these next generations still, or is, or is that like it's been it's been too long? Because we see him shredding again. Oh uh, fucking nah. I mean, pro- before my time, he fell off for like the whole period of like probably me being like young and shit. Like right. Fucking yeah. him coming back now is mad sick, but he's like down more by the shore. You still in New Jersey, or are you living in New York now? I live in New York, in Bushwick. Scene. When did you make the move to to the big city? Four years ago. Like, I, like, officially moved here for, like, school. Uh, I was trying to go to art school for a little bit in uh, Manhattan, but I dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that skate shit started to pop, eh? <laughs> That's what's up. Trips to Japan, uh, man. Yeah, I guess. Fuck. Uh, yeah, school shit just fucking tweaked me out. It got hectic. <laughs> How old are you? 22. Oh, you young daggio. I feel you. <laughs> Perfect time to drop out of school and fucking skate for a living. Yeah, right? Perfect time to drop out. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up. So uh, well, who was your first sponsor and how did it come about? 
Uh, first sponsor, I guess, would be SureShot Skateboards, which is like this uh, legendary jersey company. Fucking, <laughs> uh, I, I won a contest at that skate park, and uh, Ryan Brennan, the owner, jersey legend, he uh, started hooking me up with boards from them. Shit, what after that? Was getting hooked up from uh, this skate shop in Jersey City called Homes, but that was uh, short lived. They were only there for like two years, but uh, through there, I pretty like was where I got my connections. Like, I ended up on like Huff when like they first started coming out with like shoes and shit. So that was pretty major. That sounds dope. Fucking shop connect classic, stepping stone to the big leagues. You dig? <laughs> yeah. They do the hard work, man. Yeah. Skate shop owners. Real talk. Yeah, for real. So you were riding for Habitat for a bit and then uh, ended up getting kicked off. So fast forward a little bit, yeah. Soul Jazz comes out. <laughs> we heard they asked you to come back or what? Oh, shit. Yeah, fucking, um, yeah, I got kicked off of Habitat like six months prior to Solo Jazz coming out. And like mm -hmm. at that time, like I was like sending like Brendan Conroy, like all my tapes, like every month, like we were like. I don't know, those were the, I was, like, getting footage, like, a lot at that point. I would, like, go out with Paul Young every day after school and just fucking, we would go skate and, like, shit would, like, work. And fucking, uh, yeah, I would, I would just send all this shit to Brennan Conroy and then eventually, like, I don't know, he must have just not been, like, opening up, like, the files and shit, because, like, he just, like, sent me this, like, crazy email one day, and uh, I didn't want to rock, like, Habitat footwear, and then, like, he was like, yeah, like, budget shit like we gotta cut you like my bad dude and i was like oh fuck like <laughs> yeah and uh yeah that was that fucking after the video came out homeboy hit me up but fuck fuck that shit i don't know <laughs> like i was like i was pretty like bummed damn how long were you on uh to begin with uh fucking i was on for like maybe two years i was getting like like free boards for like two years like that and there was like good boards I don't know. It was dope. That had to feel pretty nice, though, man. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, I was super hyped to have that shit. Super hyped. Like, yeah. That's why I was, like, so bummed when it was, like, a fucking... When he cut it, I was, like, damn. Oh, well. Fuck. Yeah, but it must have felt like a little bit of sweet revenge, man, when the video comes out and then they ask you to come back on the team. Yeah, hell yeah. Like, I mean, I, like that was, like, sick. It was, like, all right, like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, I was, like, fuck. <laughs> I, like, fucking, I aired him out on Insta, too, which is, like, stupid. But, like, I mean, that, my Instagram, it was just, like, personal at that time. Like, I didn't have, like, a fucking following at all. So it was just mm -hmm. homies. It was just funny to me. But Damn. in What'd hindsight, you post? it was pretty stupid. Yeah, <laughs> just, like, a screen grab. Just, like, over him kicking me out. It was fucked. It was pretty funny at the time, though, to me. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> shit, you, shit you shouldn't do now. Yeah. Hey man, sometimes second time's the charm, but you weren't down. Like Bobby didn't get on first tee, remember? Yeah, that's true. Oh, we fucks with Habitat though. Come on, B. Brennan's the homie. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Crazy I didn't say shit. I didn't fuck, fuck with him. Habitat's dope as shit. <laughs> I'm just talking about a story here. <laughs> Real shit. <laughs> well, fuck. Worked out in the long run because now you fucking pimping, steezing, quasi huff. No looking back. No looking back, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Respect still. Was chocolate before after? Yeah, when were you on chocolate? Was it before Habitat or? I was on chocolate after. Yeah, so pre pretty much, I guess, like, after, like, uh, Solo Jazz, like, came out, I, like, 
was didn't have like a board sponsor for like three months or some shit. Or, like three months after Solo Jazz, yeah. Like uh, Wheatley hit me up and was like, "Yo, if you're not getting boards from anybody, like we could hook you up." And I was like super stoked. Oh yeah, that's like a dream sponsor when you're a kid, man. The Crail Tap family. Yeah, must have been pretty blessed. Fucking, I was pretty hyped. So then, I guess fast forward even more. How do you go from chocolate to quasi? Pretty much like when uh, Quasi was still Mother Collective. Chad Bowers, who runs the show, he he hit me up uh, through Peter at Bronze, and uh, <clears throat> I guess uh, Naraco at NJ Skate Shop had also done some talking with Chad and to like hook me up, and uh, yeah, that kind of just like happened on its own. Chad hit me up, and I talked to him on the phone one day for like two hours, and then like pretty much just knew what I wanted to do from there. Like Chad's like the realist. Hell yeah. So we heard you killed it down in Tampa. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your experience down there? Oh, God. Damn, where'd you hear that shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got real, sources, <laughs> Dude, fuck. Tampa was f- fucked up. I mean, shit, you got to do that shit once, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, fucking, that experience was funny. Uh, I skated like shit, like super shit. Yeah, I don't know. What else do you want to know about Tampa? <laughs> I don't know. Pretty much like fuck a contest. Yeah, there wasn't really much of a story there. <laughs> just got hyped to go down, and then it just didn't work out, eh? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the fuck. Like, I mean, I didn't plan on doing good. Thought maybe a recreation from when you uh, won that contest and got sponsored back in the day. Uh, maybe you could recreate no, some magic hell down no. at Tampa. <laughs> no, no, no recreation there, dude. Fuck. Uh, that was the first time I saw like Jamie Foy. Actually, that that's pretty funny to me because I actually I fucks with Jamie Foy. Now <laughs> he's like pipe god. Like that shit's crazy. He was like wearing like all like baby blue, like front feebling across in the down rails. Like <laughs> he's fucking retarded. Like just like sweaty big homie like like everybody was kind of like yo what the fuck who's this dude so that shit was sick yeah i remember seeing him on the the web stream whatever one year and i was like damn who the hell is this big ass dude and then it was just like funny i was just laughing and then he drops in and does gap the three flip lip the rail i was like what the fuck did i just see didn't make any sense yeah and like front crook like all the rails like uh, the craziest shit seeing that shit in person was mad funny and it's sick that that dude's like very relevant now dude he's mad sick yeah props that dude he's kind of fucked on the skateboard it doesn't really make sense when you see the yeah, size dude, that, but like, <laughs> that shit's fucking crazy he was even bigger like back then for sure like it was like yeah surprising like you were like yo what the fuck <laughs> Hey, my dude, now that we are looking good and feeling good in our Brixton holiday package, I mean, it's time to talk about the Brixton Union. It's as diverse a crew as me and you, man. That's some real talk, man. They got stunners like Brad Cromer, Kenny Anderson, Lee Wilson, Yajay Popson, Brian Delator. You know what I'm saying? All types of flavors. And of course, we could never forget our main man, Xander Mitchell. If y'all are tripping and ain't keeping up with the Brixton Union, you definitely need to follow them on Facebook at Brixton, on Twitter 
at Brixton MFG. And man, if you ain't on that Instagram account, at Brixton, you are definitely slipping, my man. That holiday gear is in stores and online at Brixton.com. There's something for everyone on there. Me and Donald, we doing our thing in that Brixton gear, and so can you. All right, so we heard you used to cut high school to go to two for Tuesdays at the bar. You care to explain to the people what that is? Uh, <laughs> fuck. I would, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would skip class sometimes <laughs> just to go to the bar with the homies. In Brooklyn, we would go to Matchless. I don't really go there much anymore. I actually, I used to just go there a bunch when I was underage. That place, that place was pretty, pretty tight for that shit. Dude, I would ID you now. You still look young as hell. How the hell are you getting in back then? Uh, thanks, bro. Yeah, I don't know. The ID that I used to use was fucked up, actually. It was like a Colorado ID. It said that I was like 27, and it was expired. <laughs> it was fucked up. I, actually, I got it from, uh, from Cyrus. It was like he used to use it. And like it didn't even look like either of us like at all. It was like some blonde dude that's name was like Seamus. <laughs> and like he was like almost like six foot, like which is like not me. So I don't know. God bless that that ID went hard though for a minute, so fuck yeah. Shouts to what was his name? Seamus? Seamus. Shouts to Seamus from Colorado. <laughs> you pass it on to someone else or you have to retire that one? Oh, no, I think I got that thing saved. Although, like, fuck, if someone wanted it, like, I would totally bless them with that expired-ass ID. <laughs> it's magical. So, yo, what's what's really good with the fucking Diamond Strip Club in Dayton? Bruh. Uh, fuck, I don't know. That place is, uh... That place is legendary. I went in there. The first time I went in there, this uh, girl gives me a dance. And uh, off top, she knows, like, we're skaters. We must be, like, a skate team. Like, she, like, knows what she's dealing with somehow, you know. And, like, normally just, like, people at, people at, like, place, like retail places, anything, like, crazy, like, restaurants and shit, they, like, it takes them a second to figure out, like, you're a skate team. But this fucking stripper ass, like, knew immediately, like, we were, like, skateboarders and, like, this must be, like, the guys or some shit. And, uh, yeah, she gives me a dance and, like, the whole time she's giving me this dance, she's, like, talking to me about how she knows deer deck <laughs> and how deer deck was like <laughs> she was like deer deck's girl at diamonds you know like wow. i was like oh fuck <laughs> like, this is gnarly but she gave me that dance and i think maybe another deer deck's girl i said i knew him was she trying to bond with you over knowing deer deck yeah hard <laughs> yeah and like I was just like spewing out I don't know Deer Deck I was just spewing out like all this like fake shit just like kind of feeding into it you know yeah it was pretty funny it's kind of weird to try and bond with someone you're giving a lap dance to about like another dude oh yeah it was it was completely fucked up dude <laughs> that one should have been on the house man <laughs> fuck sakes yeah for real I mean it uh, it was on the house I think Chad bought that dance <laughs> but I don't think he knew I don't think he knew that was Deer Deck's girl <laughs> so we also heard you snuck out of Woodward one time. Why are you sneaking out of Woodward? Yeah, I, we snuck out of Woodward once. Uh, it was uh, me and Josh Wilson. We uh, we left with like counselors to like go to State College. That town, uh, it's like that little city that's nearby, and uh, that's where actually where Jake is from, Jake Johnson. We were in cars. Um, I think it was just one car. 
just like with these counselors and shit, and they wanted to smoke weed. So we ended up like cutting off, like just pulling off the road, and like we were in these woods, like on this like random Amish like property, and uh, these Amish people are all just they like start like galloping by on horses. And like I I don't know I was like young as fuck like I was like high as shit for one of the first times you know yeah and uh, yeah pre- we were just pretty shook like everybody was shook like these counselors like these like adults or whatever the fuck like I don't know basically just a bunch of fucking children just like scared in the woods like we thought we were, like because you could just like get shot or some shit like if you're just on anybody's property out there like it's Amish country you know like mm-hmm. yeah so that was pretty <laughs> fucking buck stupid yeah yeah it was stupid as fuck like it felt like so close like we thought like we were just gonna get like shot down or some shit by like these like amish people on horses just like out of nowhere like suddenly like they just showed up we were just in the middle of nowhere and then amish people on horses start pulling up but they fucking they kept going like nothing happened it was chill and then after that we uh we had to sneak back into camp (laughs) did they they take you back on horseback (laughs) hell (laughs) no So how did you get involved with the bronze guys, and uh, what do you guys have planned for us next? Um, shit, I got involved with them, or, like, with Peter and Pat, the the owners, uh, when I was, like, a junior in high school. Um, I would, like, go and stay with Josh in Brooklyn a bunch. Uh, he had just started, like, going to school out there. Like, he was going to SVA for photography, and uh, he had a crib with J.P. Blair, uh, the skateboard filmer. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up, uh, I don't know, I would just be out there like every weekend or fucking sometimes not on the weekends and fucking pretty much just became boys with like Pat and Peter and then like we would just end up going out skating. Like uh, at first we were just like, I would just like be out with Paul Young and shit. Like we would just be doing our thing and then like we would just be with those dudes at night. Like we kind of had like our own like little shit going on. And then like eventually it was just kind of like Pat was like, yo, like that footage like let me get that footage like we're we're, let's i'm trying to do something bigger here like Mm -hmm. and uh yeah me and josh were just kind of like put down but i would say it was probably through that crib and like one like eventful winter so it seems like everybody loves the videos man so you guys have a another video coming out anytime soon uh yeah um i think peter's trying to put out a new video in the spring or like maybe like early winter I don't know, like end of winter, early New Year. I don't know. Yeah, you never really know. Like with him, he's pretty quiet when he like when he does that shit. Like he'll just suddenly like have like a the video done or some shit, and you're just like, oh, all right, well it's over. <laughs> like sick. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really been working on that. I think like that new video that they're working on is gonna like focus on like some new dudes like Buggy and uh, Mark Humanic. So you guys got any trips planned for that or anything? Yeah, we had, we just got back from Europe. We were in uh, Paris and Milan, and I pretty much just like filmed like my part for that new video like out there. Like I'll just like I'll get some New York shit done too. But fucking uh, yeah, that the new video is gonna be like more on the the new dudes really I guess like Buggy and Mark, or like they've been filming like crazy shit. Oh yeah, people have come at you with the fake style accusations. Personally, a big fan <laughs> of your style. You have anything to say to the haters out there? Ah, uh, thanks, yo. Yeah, fuck the haters, yo. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck, man. Yeah, that sucks, that shit, but whatever. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't 
you ain't doing it right. That's right? exactly right, man. Hey, that's the realest shit. Me yeah. and Don will be learning that every week. You feel <laughs> me? Getting more and more haters by the week, man. Yeah. It's a cold world out there, dog. It's a cold world. Bundle up. <laughs> Fucking cold world. The yeah. internet is the coldest place, too, let me tell you. So, dog, what's next for Dick Rizzo besides the uh, bronze video? Fucking, uh, the, we're, we've been working on a quasi video for, like, two years now. Oh, shit. Um, so that, that's, that'll be pretty big. Been pretty much putting all my time and effort, like, into that shit. Besides that, like, we've been going on a couple Huff trips, like, recently. Like, I think we're, uh, they're trying to do, like, a video for Huff. I don't know, like, how long it's supposed to be or, like, if it's full length or whatever, but they're trying to make, like, a real, like, project thing going on there, so that's pretty sick. Looking forward to that shit. So plenty of Dick Rizzo footy coming in the near future. <laughs> yeah, probably too much. <laughs> Never too much, yo. Too much fucking fake steez, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Don't let the haters get to you. Keep it coming. They're gonna be mad, bro. You should send a, uh, send a trick to fucking feedback TS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ted though. He is he's a legend, man. You know him? Feedback Ted? Yeah, he's a boss. Fucking I wish I saw him more, but that guy is fucking he's so sick. Yeah. He's it's crazy what he's doing. Yeah, I love that shit. That's probably the best Instagram account of Instagram. So good. If you ain't following it, feedback underscore TS. You're tripping. I can't wait till I can skate again just so I can submit something to his yeah. ass, yeah. Major shout outs to switch backside Ted. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we met him like through the pod, through like emails, and then we were in New York this summer, and we met up with him and skated for a bit, and then he took us out for margaritas, man. Shouts out to Ted, dog, the realist. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, he's he's the fucking realist. I had a clip on feedback, TS dog. Really? Damn, Damn I missed it, dog. You missed that? Did he come at you? Yeah, a little bit. It's because I had shirts and no uh, no shirt on, so he was just kind of making fun of my outfit. Oh, he hates that. Yeah, <laughs> but it was so he hot that day. No shirt. And then he's like, "I'm gonna <laughs> send you a clip, and you rip it." He's like, "He's like, go in hard." And I'm like, "Nah, I, I ain't trying to rip Ted, man. I'm feeling you too much, <laughs> man. Switch backside game. I don't got none of that. That's pure respect." I feel like he started getting super harsh again, which is dope. For a little bit, he was a little too soft, a little too nice, but. He's letting the youth have it these days. I'm loving it. Yeah, that shit is fucking great, dude. <laughs> That's what we need, man. Dude, just like publicly talking shit on little kids, like to their face through the internet. It's <laughs> just fucking epic. It's so dope how it's just a skate clip and then the closest shot of his face. Just like. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you do it, man. He needs his own like segment on our show somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Ted, talk to us, dog. Y'all know what time it is. It's rapid fire with the ghost. You get me. And this week, we brought to you by Nine Times Skate Shop. And you guessed it. They got that Polar Fall 2017 apparel available now. You heard me? Polar's got the best jeans to skate in. They got that perfect fit and that stretchability to skate like a real G. (laughs) They've got a huge selection. Everything from Hoodies, long sleeves, jeans, jackets, they got it all. Cargo pants, toques. Get there in store or online at ninetimeskateshop.com. Hey, Mr. Dick Rizzo of Wool. You ready for a little rapid fire or what? 
fuck. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Favorite skater? Max Palmer. Favorite video? Mixed hit. Favorite video part? Pops, Mosaic. Favorite style? Matt Reason. That sick-ass style. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Ashad. Favorite trick? Ollie. Hardest trick for you? Uh, back tail. For real, eh? <laughs> Most illegal trick? Nolly back big spins. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking worst. <laughs> so you're saying you're a huge fan of Cody Mack? Oh, yeah. Toothpicks? My dude. <laughs> that shit is fucked up. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? I just got this one wall ride pretty recently that I'm pretty stoked on. Seen? Coming soon? Coming soon. Alright, we'll keep our eyes peeled. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? Shit, I seen Gilbert kickflip back 50 this kink drill kind of recently. It was pretty fucked up. Like, not, not like a normal kickflip grind on, like, a kink rail. Like, it was a gnarly kink rail, the kickflip grind. It was, I didn't think that that shit could happen. It was pretty fucked up. Jesus. What's the best trick you ever did that wasn't caught on film? <laughs> Damn, I don't really got an answer for that. I always got people filming me, yo. <laughs> What's the one trick that got away? Ah, uh, fuck. I guess, like, this Ollie at Con Ed Banks that I tried like over the years like a couple different times never fucking got that shit probably never gonna still might try again one day what's the last new trick you learned switch tail side front side never did that shit switch tail (laughs) (laughs) yeah switch switch front tail like i don't know i never tried that but the other day i I tried it and was like doing it and i was like all right cool (laughs) it's cool it's cool when that shit happens yeah yeah better late than never yeah if you never started skating what would you be doing oh dude i'd be fucked (laughs) (laughs) i'd probably just be in uh in northern new jersey still probably would have never like found out about new york city and like all the sick shit that comes along with it i don't know skateboarding was the gateway drug right that's what's up clocking heavy hours at two four tuesdays man heavy what's your favorite way d clip switch shove over the couch boy with the puddle. Favorite local skater? I saw Pulio at the skate park the other day. That was pretty dope. Damn. Yeah, Cuddy. Uh, it was pretty sick. It's always sick seeing him, like, out in the wild, you know? <laughs> Favorite teammate ever? One time on this Huff cross-country trip, Matt Field came along as a guest, and that is, that's the sickest teammate ever. <laughs> worst company that uh that vlog company revive that shit's the worst shit ever (laughs) fuck vloggers (laughs) fuck that shit man uh one of our homies just bought a camera and thinks he's gonna start vlogging man you got any words for a guy named kyle sadovsky don't do it dude (laughs) don't fucking do it sound (laughs) advice man worst trend vlogging (laughs) yeah (laughs) Worst style? Clint Walker. Clive Dixon. I don't know. I just watched the Birdhouse video recently, and that shit was fucked up. There's <laughs> a lot of self-props in that video, man. Dude, yeah. I think, actually, you know what? Everybody in that video could get it. And Tony, too. To fuck the Birdman. Oh, fuck all that Fuck it. Fuck all that shutting the whole Birdhouse squad down. Machine guns are popping, dude. Anybody could get it, dude. Lizzie? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say Lizzie? Oh. Yeah. God damn, bro. It's my dog. 
last person you want on the sesh? Shit. I guess like if I was ever seeing a chick, that would be the last person I want on the sesh. Your girlfriend. It's a sound pick, fuck man. That. <laughs> yeah. It's a very sound pick. Or someone's yeah, like fuck that. a mom or something like that would be terrible too. I'd rather skate oh. in front of my mom. I would definitely rather skate in front of my mom. <laughs> Alright man, that's gonna wrap up our interview with Dick Rizzo, my dude. Thank you very much for uh coming into Studio E. Yeah, thank you for having me. It is time for the post office, brought to you by our good friends at Time Bomb Trading. And this week, worlds are colliding in a brand new capsule, bringing Pendleton and America together to create a collection inspired by the past, yet built for the present. This capsule includes the Wino G6 and the Indicator High. Pendleton Woolen Mills is part of an American weaving legacy that has lasted for five generations. America is proud to work with such an iconic and quality-driven brand, so make sure you guys get your piece of the collection before it's too late. Available in stores and online now. Let's get into these emails, man. You've got mail. Ayo, first up, we got an email from Luke Tianzotto. Definitely said that wrong. Or you nailed it. Help a homie out with his research. What's up, my dudes? First up, love the pod, an absolute essential to make this impending cold weather a little less bitter. So I'm writing you all about a big paper I'm working on in my master's program. And I mean, seeing as you are the global source of all things skating, I had to get your opinions. (laughs) Real shit. (laughs) In short, I'm exploring why Philadelphia has such an iconic, legendary scene that reaches all corners of the world, whereas a city like Chicago is dust in terms of any sort of global recognition. Uh, random shots fired at Chicago. Coming at Chi-Town, man. <laughs> 300 block, coming for you. Of course, the immediately obvious reason is Philly's got or had RIP Love Park, while Chicago doesn't have an equivalent. Now what I'm arguing is that the Love Park scene and everything around it, Wenning, Stevie, Kalis, Oyola, East Coast Hip Hop, Photosynthesis, Baggy Jeans, all that shit, coalesced to create a universally recognizable rhythm, a recognizable rhythm Chicago can't claim to have. <laughs> so I'll leave Chicago alone. It might be kind of crazy at face value to describe skateboarding as an entire holistic experience as rhythm, but I honestly think that the skaters are more familiar with rhythm as a daily lived experience than anyone else. All right, to wrap this shit up, what I'm curious to hear about from you guys is why Philly, love, winning, tricks over trash cans, East Coast hip hop, etc. meant so much to you guys as kids all the way out in Toronto. And more importantly, how did it make you feel? Not emotionally necessarily, but bodily. Again, maybe that comes across crazy, but did you feel Philly when you went out to skate after watching Photosynthesis? Did you incorporate a piece of Philly into your own skating? Much love from the homies in Chicago. Peace. Oh, what the hell? You're Damn, from, from Chicago? Chicago. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, now I guess if you're from there, it makes sense. Why well, you're gonna compare it? Yeah. I was saying, why did he pick? Think, why did he pick Chicago to go at so hard? Yeah. There's plenty of other East Coast cities you could have. <laughs> Man, that one is, that's a deep one. Working on his master's here, dog. Yeah, some real shit. Uh, respect for uh, for doing your master's. 
I mean, if your prof doesn't skate, you might think you're psycho with the <laughs> that thesis. But as far as did I personally feel Philly when I skated when I was younger, bodily, I'm going to say no. What does that mean, though? Because I don't know what that means. Like, I definitely was inspired and loved, you know, the love era and all that. But if anything, it was emotional for me. It's like you go, you watch photosynthesis, you get hyped, you go out and you skate and you want to... You skate know, like them like we've who said, we would watch yeah, yeah we worship winning up here stevie but that was that was strictly emotional and also philly was just a piece of the pie you know it's not like we just worship philly and like specifically felt philly only i don't think i've ever felt anything bodily i never i mean maybe an adrenaline rush after watching a winning part but like yeah, that's true though i never felt like when i was skating thought specifically of philly maybe like love park you would think about like shit that went down i love and how like the scene was obviously one of a kind but i don't think i ever really thought philly in particular we used to set up a trash can off the stage in london back in the day which was kind of love parkish and like yeah morgan Lenning had a switch tray then morgan did a switch tray but i think for me it was emotional if anything I, I wasn't like feeling philly in my body yeah i would just say that it was just like you said another piece to the puzzle of like influences influences on us right exactly because we're as skaters we're influenced by every video coming out every city in his defense though like i don't know a single spot in chicago Do you? yeah i mean i know they got that bean right as far as chicago specifically versus philly way more of an influence coming yeah. out of philly I, I don't really know too much going on in chicago i mean Chaz Ortiz, I've watched it. He had like Heard he's the a, mayor. a part with hella downtown footy there. It looks tight. But so, yeah, I wish I could say I felt you on the uh, body thing. Yeah, well, I definitely agree that it was like had such a big influence on skating in the whole. But I don't know if I felt it either. And I don't know if I like incorporated specifically Philly into my skating. More like the skaters that we would see skating off part. Exactly. I did go to love once and I did one five oh. How'd it feel? felt amazing got kicked out by some crazy guard who wanted to fight me and nick Katz. but uh appreciate you taking the time to write that that email though absolutely good luck man good luck with your thesis definitely send it over we'd like to read that and uh also let us know when the time comes uh how you did and fingers crossed you you get a good grade and you graduate with honors bro all right next up we got an email from krister Yo, geez, what the fuck is up with only shipping to the USA and Canada? I thought this was a worldwide thing, you diggy. Shout out from Norway. Need to get some products shipped here. Let me know if you can fix that. Peace from the Narwi Baba Foundation. Man, we ain't got no problem going worldwide, dog. Well, we do. For now. For us to ship an individual t-shirt to Norway. Goddamn, I don't know if you're trying to pay them shipping fees, B. But we do have connections in... <laughs> The UK and Australia announced project distribution and rock solid distribution. You know what I'm saying? If you're a shop that messes with them, uh, definitely hit them up. Next line, next season, we dropping that fire on y'all for really far worldwide shit. I mean, you got to bug your skate shops, man. You got to bug your distributions. Put the pressure on them. We definitely trying to ship worldwide, but... We can't do it ourselves with the we need a, We need teams. a hand here, man. So get on those shop owners. Tell them to hit up those distros. And before you know it, it actually will be a worldwide thing. You know what the fuck it is. We out here, man. We growing thanks to you, the listener. Appreciate you, Krister. 
Get on them Norway shops, blood. Next up, we got an email from Will Mitchell. Who had a Jai on their team last season? And who has a Jai on their team this season? With his trade to the birds, is this great news for my birds? Fly, Eagles, fly. And what's the best slash favorite local Toronto board brand? Let me take the Ajayi shit because, you know, I got a, a personal relationship you with got, him. You got a love for Ajayi? Love, hate? Love, hate. Love the vision. I had a, he's not on your team. I had Ajayi last year. He went for 200 rushing yards the first time. You know I put that waiver claim in. He was a huge part of my playoff push because, you know, I had to go 4-0 just to squeeze in to end the season. Ajayi made it happen for me. Sure, we'd love to hear about that again. But, <laughs> <laughs> but once... Once teams figured him out, yeah, I'm saying they just started stacking the box and the man was running into walls for days. Pissed me the fuck off. He was looking bare dusty. The homie Dave Delfino actually traded for him, Ty Montgomery for Ajayi, which we all called him out for because Ty Mont was looking good early in the season. Everyone was trying to get Montgomery at that point too. So That trade to the Eagles. I just want to apologize to Eagles fans worldwide right now because last week, I don't think they need your pity for the record, but go ahead. I put some blasphemy on, on wax, and I said I thought the Chiefs were better than the Eagles. God damn, was I wrong. Chiefs have lost three of four now. Alex Smith. Pedestrian. Is pedestrian as fuck. He doesn't come close to what's going on with Wentz. And now that they have a Jai, the run games are comparable, maybe even a little better right now. Kareem Hunt's, you know, not looking like that dude who came smoking out the gates in the first three weeks. Uh, Zach Ertz is, you know, on the same in the same stratosphere as Travis Kelsey. And then, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, are they doing their thing? Tyreek Hill, maybe I'd want him over those guys, but that's one star receiver. They've got many options. So, uh, holy, just what? Eagles fly. Someone man. just hopped on the bandwagon real I'm, quick. I'm on the bandwagon. Preaching your love for them. You're trying to get back in the hearts of of Eagles fans man Carson Wentz is a calculated killer and with Doug Peterson not taking his foot off the gas Jesus y'all better watch out but fuck we're still going I'm still going with the Pats man see you there what was the score today like they just shot yeah, all over the Broncos something. and supposedly the Broncos are the no fly zone yeah my ass. not when Wentz is in town last question on the email favorite local board brand well we just had the big homie Glencoe on the website peep that last week's interview gotta give love to latchkey skateboards you know what i'm saying switch notes like god doing his thing out there it's a business man and then obviously lewis cruz man been around forever straight up that's an easy one duck got love for our local brands around these parts all right next up we got an email from owen Curcia, 360 inward heel gang <laughs> dead silence baby crickets that is pretty funny though shouts to owen but it's a switch trade gang thing around these parts motherfucker you better never disrespect our inbox talking about 360 inward heels man fucking keto simmons beat me in a game of skate on friday with the switch tray oh bastard i thought you were gonna say 360 inward heels that'd be terrible shouts out to keto he's trying to get in your gang dog gotta initiate him I respect Keto I gotta I gotta watch you do it myself I ain't gonna initiate you just yet just off word of mouth you feel me <laughs> gang <laughs> oh okay all right next up we got an email from the truth subject lifelong W 
Why does asparagus make your pee smell weird? I don't know. Is, is this? I don't know the actual question. Are we the people to? Yeah, are we the right people to? I'm sure hitting Google would have been. I a, mean, I'll Google it yeah, for we'll you because I guess you're too lazy. <laughs> I actually love asparagus. I go hard it's on this. So shit. good, man. All right, here, here, buddy. Um, <laughs> our bodies convert asparagus acid into sulfur-containing chemicals that stink. But some of us are spared from the pungent odor. If you ever noticed a strange, not entirely pleasant scent coming from your urine after you eat asparagus, you're definitely not alone. So I guess, yeah, our bodies convert it into uh, <laughs> sulfur-containing chemicals that stink, blood. Thanks for breaking that down. Uh, I got you. If you ever need anyone to Google something, where we are the people, just slide into the post office. <laughs> Jesus. All right, next up, we got an email from the homie UG. What up, Doe? First off, props on the pod and the new site. Things are looking up for y'all. I remember you guys saying that you were down for the Jalen and Jacoby podcast, so I'm going to go that route with my question. Soft move or boss move? Standing your phone up at a skate park or spot and filming yourself on a solo sesh. I have mixed feelings about this myself, so I wanted to see where you guys stand on this. Much respect and keep on keeping on. Well, my immediate gut reaction is to say soft move. But then, you know, our brother, our big brother, Morgan, does it. So like, I'm not trying to hate on him. <laughs> Tread lightly. Like, I'm trying to be a politician and not offend anyone. Now, let's just say this. It's nobody's first choice. Yeah. All right. Sometimes people, I guess, do it out of necessity. Yeah, sometimes I love it, though. Like, fucking, I think Dave Nolan sometimes would, like, oh, do yeah. it when he's, like, slappy, slappy and slappy shit. Time. And I'm like, hell yeah, B. Like, you out here getting it solo. Our boy Jay Burrows, I remember he posted some shit. That's true. So, you know what? I take that back. My gut reaction was wrong. After further thought, it can be a boss move, <laughs> but it can also be the softest move if you're kooking it at like a busy skate park, just like getting Setting in everyone's way. Tripod. Like, hey, I set up my own, get out of my angle. Like, nah, if, you, if you're just like skating by yourself, doing your thing and I don't know, it's situational, you dig? I give it a, give it a pass. Fuck it. <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from Eli Curl. Was popping, writing in from Boston. The homie and I got in an argument because I think shove it, sex changes are illegal as fuck, but he thinks they're sick. What are your opinions on that? Also, hit us up with a progress report <laughs> on the Nora thing. You got a date set up? Good luck with the podcast. That shit slaps. Thanks, Eli. Shove it, sex change. That's, Shove it sex change? Yeah, that's what it says. No comma. No, that's brutal. We don't need to answer that. You can go, go Google that. I'm sure even Google knows the answer to that one. Yeah, we on your side, B. Pop shove it sex change is one of the worst tricks ever. I remember doing them when so I was a kid. So is that a varial flip sex change? Because isn't a sex change is kick flip body varial? Is it not? What the hell? You lost me. Like a pop shove it sex change, I think. He's saying. Yeah, pop shove it body varial. Yeah, I always called the sex change when he did kickflip body burial. Well, yeah, I did just you not? A, a sex change, pop shove it body burial, whatever. Uh, don't yeah, aren't do sex it. changes and body burials the same thing? I don't even fucking know anymore. I'm lost. If we're talking pop shove body burials, yeah, we talking illegal movements for sure. We're on your side. And uh, progress report, fuck man. So people have to stay tuned. It's, it's a wait and see progress. Things the texts are flying back and forth. <laughs> yeah, the unfortunate part is that uh, Adrift, the shop me and Donald ride for and love out of Toronto, they uh, flew the team down 
to LA for a week last week, and obviously I didn't go because I'm injured. But uh, would have been in Cali, and who knows, sparks would have flown. You know what I'm saying? I would have had the flower delivery to Nora's and uh, the game escape popping. But it's the waiting game these days, people. It's a little bit of a long distance vibe right now. <laughs> the love is still in the air, and uh, yeah, just wait and see. Maybe we'll get a progress report by the end of the season, eh? Yeah, well. They're yeah. writing love letters back and forth. Nora's the realist. That's what's really good. And on that note, it's a wrap for the post office. <laughs> Let's keep it moving, blood. On to the next one. All right, y'all know what time it is. The Skateboard World Source for Sports, the rundown. And as usual, starting in the NFL. And what was probably the low point of the week, the NFL lost another great for the season. Deshaun Watson going down in practice. Oh, man, it just makes you sad, dog. These ACLs are out to get everyone. That's some real shit, man. That, I mean, a lot of people have gone down to injury this year. And Greats, little, too. Yeah. Rodgers, Odell. We're already missing Andrew Luck. But the, the thing with this one was like, all those dudes went down and shit, but this is the first one that made me feel like as sad as the Gordon Hayward sad. shit. Yeah, like Gordon Hayward, that like hurt my heart just as like a fucking human. first couple minutes that. of the NBA season. This one too, Deshaun Watson, felt so much take over the week, so much positive momentum, setting records. He was in like MVP talk, not just of like That's rookie I said of last the year week. talk. I said that last week, man. Yeah, he could yeah. be. He was. He was snapping. Even losing to Seattle, that was one of the most impressive performances. I thought losing that as a win, man. So yeah, that was super tragic, super bummed for the Texans. They had another tragic loss today, actually. Tom Savage had like seven attempts at the goal line. Jesus. D Hop was a, a right toe away from a game winning, game tying touchdown. So Houston, best of luck, rest of season, man. And uh, keep on trucking. That's all you could do. Already looking forward to watching them next year. Deshaun Watson's going to be back, man. We're going to be watching him for a while. Oh, hell yeah. But moving on with Watson going down, the NFL is now Carson Wentz's world, dog. We (laughs) talked about the Eagles a little bit before, but it's the rundown. I think we have to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles every week now. Like, that was too easy. Akib Tlaib is getting thrown on left, right, and center. I mean, Denver was putting Brock Osweiler out there. So I think even me, you, Simon Disher, and the rest of our fantasy team could have could have went at them, could have went at Brock Osweiler. But damn, the kid is special. Was he 8-1, first place? Sorry, Dallas. I mean, they were 7-1 and one coming into this week, and that still wasn't enough for me to really start tuning in. But they were all over the red zone today. So it felt like... It ev- seemed every drive ev- they're getting in the red zone. Every other play, or yeah, every other fucking game they showed on the red zone today was just back to the eagles back to the eagles and carson Wentz seems like the guy that you like hate to lose to because he's like a nice guy he beats you and he's nice to you (laughs) and it just drives you nuts eagles i'm definitely watching the rest of their games this season i'm hyped for two weeks i want to see them shit all over dallas and uh fuck the cowboys safer is officially on nflshop.com right now ordering himself a jersey Oh, you calling me a bandwagon fan? <laughs> you sounds like it, dog. But moving on, 
We saw some fisticuffs pop off in the NFL today. AJ Green versus Jalen Ramsey. Who are you giving the decision to? And just for the record, I think that fighting in the NFL is quite possibly the dumbest thing you can do. I don't know why anyone would punch a helmet, but they continually do so. So I just go for the body shots, man. You hit the guy in the ribs, you can bang him out. Once everyone started jumping on top of everyone, he started just throwing random blows into the pile, which is pretty funny. But that was definitely a bonehead move aj green you're way too valuable to your garbage team to be punching a helmet your hands are your money makers so that's why nba players nfl players hockey players you know you should treat your hands like fucking you treat your dick you know what i'm saying with the (laughs) utmost love and care (laughs) ain't nothing going wrong over there (laughs) you know what i'm saying Absolutely. There was another fight too. Fucking uh, Jameis Winston poking poking the guy on the Saints, and then Mike Evans comes flying out of nowhere, thinks this is the WWF, yeah. the Swanton Bomb, or something. But uh, how are you gonna eject AJ Green and then not eject Mike Evans? That was some more bonehead activity. The two. These most, are your playmakers. What is happening here? Two most important players on the Buccaneers. I don't know. Maybe it's just frustration because their season's going down the drain real quick. Just for a second, how about that Tampa Bay hype train in the preseason, man? Oh my God, man! That's, like that's why me and you could be, we could be football writers, man. Everybody, y'all don't know anything. <laughs> Nobody knows anything. That's the beauty of this shit. And there's thousands of people who get paid to talk about sports, man. It's a mad thing. Out it's here, crazy. But it's yeah. like some multiple choice test. That's everyone just taking their picks. If we talking, you know, like Mariota and Jameis always get compared. As like, oh, these guys are the next two. Yeah. I don't think either of them look like the two. Neither of them look like the two, but Mariota's looking a little better. Jameis is looking looking like Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. They went the next year. Wentz, Deshaun just came straight for everyone's throat. But uh, speaking of shitty quarterbacks, can I refer to Jabu as a shitty quarterback now? I guess. I stayed true to this all last year when Matt Ryan was on his run and he was the MVP and the Falcons were this and that. And the real Matt Ryan has finally come back to us, true NFL fans. Dog, what do you think about his year? Matt Ryan is a real one. You're sticking by Oh, wait, wait. Sorry, I zoned out. (laughs) Matt Ryan is dust. (laughs) Quite the opposite. 6'5". I believed in, in the hype last year. I was bummed when I missed him in the draft. But uh, definitely glad I didn't get him. I don't know what the fuck's going on in Atlanta, man. How did they do that last year? Is it just because of Kyle Shanahan? You lose your offensive coordinator, and this is what happens? I guess so. Dude, some of the shit they run when they're in the red zone is laughable. It's disgraceful. Like, they're trying to do random trick plays, fucking throwing weird-ass passes when when you're at the goal line with Freeman there. Like, their offense is, is so out of sync. Their defense isn't anything special, and their record would indicate that at four and four. <laughs> their fucking average is fucked these days. They're behind the Saints and the Panthers right now. The playoffs are looking glim, man. Hey, I'm kind of hyped on. Like, I mean, I mean, the Panthers are up and down these days, but uh, I'd be really hyped to see Cam Newton back in the playoffs and actually. Isn't it just insane? Like, and the Atlanta is going through this right now. What Cam went through. Where you yeah. just have like the most insane season, yeah. you're the MVP, and you lose in the in the Super Bowl, and then you can't get back to that. Like Atlanta got destroyed That's by that Super Bowl loss. You know what? <laughs> no, I definitely agree. But Atlanta 
doesn't look as bad as the Panthers did last year. The Panthers last year were fucking disgrace. Yeah, realistically, Atlanta should have won the game on that Julio Jones touchdown. So, all right, moving on from the NFL to the NBA, something you're probably loving seeing all over the TV and the internet. The Cleveland Cavaliers are not doing so well, my friend. They're taking losses to teams that there is no excuse for. It seems like LeBron may have righted the ship with his super game against the, the Wizards, but then back to their old tricks. Passing off on the last shot against the Hawks. Uh, sometimes that's the only thing I shake my head at LeBron about is that he should be more of a finisher. There's no way in hell Russell Westbrook is making that pass. There's no way in hell Kobe Bryant making fry. that pass. Uh, you're down by two with about 15 seconds. You drive that, you finish that, you get an and one, or you get two free throws. You keep the game in your hands. You don't pass that early in the shot clock. Also, Channing Fry didn't need to shoot that right away. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, there was some time left. Re- regardless, that was they should have called timeout or something. That was just a mm-hmm. mad scramble. But you know, I love seeing that. The Hawks probably gonna have one of the worst records in the NBA this year. Just Ugh. got a quality win. But you know what? I'm a Cavs hater, but I I ain't panicking. I ain't coming close to panicking. They've been doing this every year. Slow starts. They'll be fine. And Isaiah's still not in uniform. Let's remember that. And the Cavs are the kind of team. Aren't you just a little bit excited to see what that's like? Yeah, because I I got love for Isaiah. Isaiah. Yeah. Look at the teams they've beat and look at the teams they've lost to. The Cavs are the type of team that get up for games against people that the public perceives as playoff threats. Where it's like, okay, the Wizards are talking a lot of shit these days. They're saying we tried to dodge them in the playoffs. They're saying we're the best team in the East. Let's focus and fucking, you know, actually play a real game and destroy these mans. LeBron put the team on his back and beat the Wizards. But then they come back, followed up with a loss to the Hawks, losses to the Knicks, fucking losses to all the shit teams that are projected to not make the playoffs. But I bet you the next time they play the Raptors, or the Wizards or the Bucks. Like they've already beat the Bucks this year. They beat the Wizards. They're beating the teams there's they should that are like the, the top the top, the top teams. teams, yeah. So it's fucking early November. I ain't panicking. I wish this did mean something, but unfortunately having seen them do this over and know, over. Over and over. Especially you know. when you're acquiring new new guys, it's gonna happen. But I know you take a little bit of joy in it. Moving on, quite the opposite of LeBron doing poorly in Cleveland right now. We got Kyrie Irving just dominating in Boston. And I got to say, the man looks good in that green uniform, dog. He's doing his thing. Got my good homie Jalen Brown beside him. Shouts out to the Celtics. The Boston Celtics with the best record in the NBA. Who would have thought, especially after the Gordon Hayward injury? I mean, before the season started, I was saying the Celtics would have the number one seed because I thought they would gel quick with Hayward. I still think that would have been the case. I don't think there's any way Boston can continue to have the number one record in the NBA for too much longer, but at eight and two, they're looking mighty fine. But the sad part is records in November don't mean much. And any way you slice it, the Cavs are gonna fucking, they're gonna you know, get there. They're gonna just- I say Washington too, man. See, the I just way remember- they're playing is, I love watching Washington play. It's like one of the teams that if there's only a bunch of games on, I look for who they're playing and I'll give them the chance first. So that's another team that the Cavs beat though. Yeah, was Boston. You know, it's crazy. Like they 
they get up for the big games and they've been asleep the rest of the time but mad respect to Kyrie they were down big against Oklahoma City the other day at half they were down in the teens I decided to tune out because I didn't think they were going to come back Kyrie was kind of looking bummed and I actually felt bad for him watching the game I'm like wow Kyrie versus three all-stars right now and it's just like him a bunch of young kids and Al Horford and somehow these guys have been getting down big in games and coming back and Kyrie's been so clutch uh loving watching him play this year and uh I got I got a lot of love for that team this year just because everything they went through already and the, the perseverance is nice to see Boston strong baby they uh Kyrie's good for at least two circus shots a game like <laughs> some definitely. of the drives that he's pulling and prayers he's throwing up I, don't know, I wouldn't even call him prayers anymore that's it's becoming a regular thing yeah another story in the NBA with Chris Paul out maybe you thought the Houston Rockets wouldn't be that top tier team to be first place in the West but they are we know the records like you said in November don't matter but James Harden man he don't need no help he just needs a couple shooters around him you think adding Chris Paul is gonna is gonna mess with it or what that's gonna be interesting they didn't Chris Paul looked so out of place in that first game that they won against the Warriors, didn't close the game. He said, that's what I was going to say. This guy's on the bench at the end of the game. But we didn't know he was injured at the time, so that'll change. We'll see. I think Chris Paul's too smart of a player to not figure out how to fit into that team, but watching the Rockets now continue to win without CP3 makes you realize it's going to be Chris Paul that's going to have to adjust to the Rockets, not the Rockets that are going to adjust to him. Find a role. Find a role. It's going to be weird because he's so used to being ball dominant. But uh, fucking hell, it's Sunday night. I'm losing my matchup just barely. Here we go, James Harden dropped 56 points on my ass. Seven threes, 13 assists. Fuck, thankfully only two rebounds because I'm trying to catch that position. But I might have just smelled the points category goodbye. Fuck you, James Harden, but you're a real one. The realist. I'm just going to say, yeah, CP3 is going to find a way to fit in. I think at this point in his career, the man really wants to win. So for the first time, maybe he's taking that that secondary role, but you got to do it when James Harden's the number one. You got to do it at some point, man. He's fucking 32. He had his his number one option years, and he he has to know coming to, to Houston that... This is Harden's house, baby. Yeah, he ain't getting any younger. And it's like you can't just throw this this year away, you know, because people are already speculating that he might go to Cleveland or he might do this or he might do that. Like who? who? Chris Paul huh. at the end of this year because he didn't sign any deal, right? He's just yeah, got traded. So, but same with Paul George in Oklahoma City. People are already speculating on next year, but like it's not like either of them are spring chickens. They need to try and win now. Yeah, why would you? You can't waste. You can't a year. waste a year exactly. So he's supposed to be back in a couple weeks. So we'll we'll start to see what that looks like. All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap it up. Another episode number seven in the books for season five. Dog, we running out of time, man. Damn, B. We already passed halfway. Yo, we got some barn burners lined up, though. Stay tuned, blood. It's heating up inside Studio E. Big thanks to Grand Trading, Time Bomb, Steam Whistle, Brixton, and the one and only Vans, baby. Peace, y'all. Peace. Peace.